0: Preface of the Ascent of Mount St. Elias, Alaska. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phil Schempf. The Ascent of Mount St. Elias, Alaska by Filippo de Filippi. Translated by Linda White Mazzini Villari in the acute and subtle criticism of modern alpinism with which mr mummery concludes the narrative of his own expeditions he says that the true alpinist is the man who attempts new ascents this opinion is undoubtedly shared by those climbers who turn eagerly to the few alpine peaks forgotten or neglected by earlier explorers and are conquering them in such rapid succession that soon no virgin summit will be left in that range but in fact the conquest of the alps was virtually accomplished many years ago the giant peaks were already won and ambitious climbers including several of those who had taken part in the great battle then left home to seek new perils and fresh victories farther afield thus began a series of alpine expeditions to remote and inhospitable regions little known or totally unexplored regions where technical experience of mountain work had to be supplemented by a wide and varied knowledge And power of resource in order to successfully cope with the obstacles and dangers of exploration accordingly the great mountain explorations of recent times have been evolved from traditional mountaineering and more directly from the conquest of the alps to this day the alps remain the best teachers of the art theirs is the only school where it may be learnt and practised the experience gained there has made it possible to establish in every detail a technique of climbing and the comprehensive knowledge thus acquired of difficulties and dangers and of the best means of overcoming them has emboldened the alpinists to attempt the conquest of the mightiest ranges of the world his royal highness the duke of the Abruzzi, has joined the ranks of this small band of explorers by making the expedition described in the present work the region dominated by mount st elias offers such marked characteristics and unusual conditions of life and activity that a thorough knowledge of these is required in order to grasp the real nature of the expedition if the winning of st elias only meant the ascent of the terminal cone made in one day from the russell coal it might be compared with many of the easier climbs in our own alps the reply given by one of our guides on his return exactly defines it just like the Brighthorn, only much higher nor strictly considered would the altitude of the mountain eighteen thousand feet render its ascent an exceptional undertaking seeing that summits ranging to over twenty three thousand feet above the sea have already been conquered but when we take into account the entire route traversed by the expedition from the landing place on the west coast of yakutat bay to the top of the peak the true nature of the enterprise becomes apparent the exceptional difficulty consists precisely in having to cross a zone of ice and snow of far greater extent than any to be found in other mountain groups the alaska coast ranges are in the identical condition that prevailed in the alps during the ice age their glaciers descend to the sea while their snow line is as low as twenty five hundred feet above the sea level hence the ascent of st elias differs fundamentally from any of the great climbs on record mr j c russell who was the chief explorer of the region traversed by his royal highness's caravan has published some interesting remarks on the nature of the work he maintains that an approximate idea may be formed of the obstacles to be overcome in various ascents by comparing the height and distance of the summit beyond the farthest point where fuel can be found now since the limit of vegetation descends as we approach the poles the proportionate difficulty of a given ascent might be calculated according to the latitude of the mountain with due regard of course to its height considering some of the highest peaks of the american continent from this point of view mr russell observes that on chimborazo in the equatorial andes the last fire is lighted above fourteen thousand feet above the sea and only fifty nine hundred feet have to be climbed to reach the summit nineteen thousand five hundred feet The great volcanoes of mexico rise to an altitude of about seventeen thousand feet above the sea while the limit of forest vegetation is over thirteen thousand feet on mount whitney fourteen thousand feet the highest peak of the sierra nevada trees are found up to the level of nearly eleven thousand feet the snow zone in all these instances is about five thousand feet in height and can be climbed either in one day or two or three at the most therefore there is no need to carry up fuel cooking stoves or specially prepared provisions the requisite supply of blankets and warm clothes is greatly reduced and the expedition can easily replenish its stores in alaska the conditions are entirely different the snow line instead of rising as in the tropics to eighteen thousand feet drops near mount logan and st elias to less than three thousand feet above the sea level nearly fourteen thousand feet must be climbed above the snow line to reach the summit and it must be also remembered that those peaks are at a distance of fifty to sixty miles from the forest thus the narrative of an expedition to mount st elias has to chronicle whole weeks spent on vast glaciers traversing more than one hundred miles of ice and snow conveying either on sledges or men's backs such heavy and complicated baggage as tents blankets fuel provisions oil and spirit stoves clothing and instruments all this too in a region where bad weather is almost perpetual on the lower glaciers the chilly rain seldom ceases while higher up the heavy snowfall is so frequently renewed that it has no time to harden and makes walking difficult and extremely laborious owing to these exceptional conditions i have considered it necessary to give full details of our preparations and equipment and have devoted a special appendix to it i have also dealt minutely and perhaps tediously with the particulars of our daily life on the ice this part of our journey was a monotonous march without stirring or interesting episodes through dense fogs and interminable snowstorms we had hours too of intense enjoyment on the rare days of fine weather when this strange region was revealed to our sight in all its vast grandeur the whole was so utterly unlike the familiar scenery of our alps that i fear i shall have failed to give the reader even an approximate conception of what we beheld fortunately signor sella's illustrations will indicate far better than my inadequate words the rich and diversified outlines of the scene though even they cannot attempt to render the marvellous effects of light and colour his royal highness's expedition was exclusively alpinistic its sole object was to reach the summit of mount st elias and all else was naturally subordinated to that aim we were compelled to give up everything that might have hindered our march while to avoid increasing the already considerable weight of indispensable stores all superfluities were left behind the mountaineering season in alaska lasts little more than two months in september snowstorms continue almost without cease and climbing becomes impossible our expedition took fifty-seven days from the coast to the summit and back again without wasting one day or even one hour hence no topographical survey nor other scientific investigation could be made only an uninterrupted series of meteorological observations was taken these are given in one of the appendices while others contain details of the few zoological specimens collected on the snow surface of the malaspina glacier and of the minerals of the region his royal highness's expedition has proved the truth of a prediction made in eighteen eighty seven by an englishman lieutenant h w seton carr royal navy this officer was one of the earliest explorers of the mount st elias region and in giving a report of his travels to the royal geographical society he stated that if the mountain was to be ascended at all it would only be accomplished by experienced alpinists in the course of the ensuing discussion mr freshfield insisted that the art of climbing above the level of perpetual snow was as well established as that of navigation and that no one inexperienced in it could any more successfully attack snow mountains than a landsman could navigate the sea in fact there is a technique of mountaineering that has to be specially acquired no one who has seen guides at work on high mountains can doubt the truth of this dictum but it is often denied by those who are ignorant of the subject in many quarters it was a matter of great surprise that his royal highness should take the trouble to export italian guides to so distant a country and it was asked of what possible use they could be among mountains unknown to them mr russell himself who is not an alpinist although he has spent several months among the glaciers of mount st elias once stated that alpine guides would be totally useless there and his fellow explorer mr m b kerr has repeated the assertion in reality the same technique needed upon the glaciers of the alps is equally adequate for other mountains all being subject to the same physical laws and sharing the same essential characteristics even upon alpine glaciers there are no permanent tracks in many instances a fresh route has to be found every year and may be changed perhaps several times in a single season owing to varied conditions the best evidence in favor of guides is the remarkable exploring work that has been already accomplished with their help scarcely a single important mountain expedition in any part of the world has been performed without their skilled assistance they were with Messrs. D. Freshfield, Crawford Grove, M. De Deckey, Clinton Dent, W. F. Donkin, A. F. Mummery, J. C. Cocken, V and E. Sella, and many other alpinists in the Caucasus. They were in the Equatorial Andes with E. Wimper, in the Himalayas with W. W. Graham, M. W. Conway, and others, with E. A. Fitzgerald in New Zealand and the Chilean Andes, and with M. W. Conway in Spitzbergen and Bolivia the idea occurred to his royal highness of marking his appreciation of the guide's services on this alaskan expedition by founding a permanent institution for their benefit the whole profit on the sale of the italian edition of this work together with all royalties and rights on foreign editions will be dedicated to an insurance fund for italian guides their lives are exposed to continual hardship and risk requiring great self-denial and the clearest sense of personal responsibility while their families are in constant danger of losing their breadwinners by unforeseen accidents they may now count in all such contingencies upon receiving prompt and effective help thus thanks to his royal highness's fund the terrible consequences of alpine disaster will be in some measure alleviated i am charged with the grateful task of offering the thanks of his royal highness and his expedition to all who promoted the success of the enterprise by their kind help and advice and i trust i may be forgiven should i have inadvertently omitted any of their names from the following pages a special debt of gratitude is due to prof j c russell for the permission to reproduce in this book his own sketch map of the mount st elias region i would also record our warm thanks to prof c amory and his colleagues dr g keichbaumer and prof p and to signor V. novarese who kindly examined our specimens and drew up the reports appended to the present volume when his royal highness the duke of the abruzzi did me the honor of asking me to record the expedition i was encouraged to undertake the task by the certainty of being able to depend on the assistance of his royal highness and of my fellow-travellers the narrative may be said to comprise the experiences of the whole party my task has consisted in arranging and collating the diaries kept by his royal highness and my colleagues together with my own journal these consist of notes and impressions scribbled at odd moments during the expedition and it has been my aim to preserve as far as possible all the freshness and stamp of actuality infused into them by the circumstances under which they were written during the course of the work his royal highness and my companions have continually given me valuable advice and help without which my own mountaineering experience being less advanced i should have lacked many of the elements required for the right understanding and interpretation of much of what we have seen and done filippo de filippi march eighteen ninety nine end of preface